welcome to the Excel Purpose Show with Carlston. Today we have with us Sheila Wong, speaker, coach, author on image branding. Amazing to have you, Sheila. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation, Carlston. It's been a pleasure to be in Australia for so long. Tomorrow I'll be leaving. Yes. Yeah. Well, how long have you been here so uh, far? Two, two months. Oh, two months. Okay. Well, I hope Australia's been treating you well. Treating me well because it's hot and I like hot. Yeah, excellent. All right, let's, I want to dive straight into this because you are very intriguing and your reputation precedes you, I think. So I, that's why I really wanted to have you uh, in. Well, I'm, I'm flattered. I hope so. I hope so. Like, right. Okay, let's see what I can do. So you've got a bold claim on identifying personality in seven seconds, right? Oh, yeah, uh, you get that from yes. Actually, that is my specialty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let, let's see. So what are the personality types and what's mine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Just online ladies, if it's a quick guess, I think if I were to use the fashion feng shui analysis, I think you are wood. A wood is somebody who's very driven, who's very ambitious, who is always on the go. Someone who can sit still and who is a mover and a shaker of the industry. Aren't you one? A self-motivator. So what are the what are the different personality? Are they are they water, fire? Yes, okay, we do two types in our place. We started with DISC, where very quickly I will teach my clients, or rather we call them our, our personal clients, we call them our students, how to pick up personalities within seven seconds from the color that they wear. Oh. Either from the color that they wear or from the way they mix and match. And uh, okay. in, yes, in 2017, when I brought in Fashion Feng Shui, that was even more powerful because there's one more element that DISC don't have, that is the water. Because water can oh. be found in the D personality, can be found in the DI and SC, anything. So it is, it is something that is like, it's one of those personalities for me. Eh? It takes a longer time to comprehend because I'm no water myself. Okay, so if we go along that color route, um, I do normally tend to wear a lot of black. And now I, for some reason this year, I feel like wearing white a lot. Black and white is both actually not a color, but a shade. My branding has this like navy blue to it. What do you make of that? <laughs> okay, your black, because you see what you need is comfort, isn't it? For you, comfort is important. For you, you need to move very fast. I don't think you're the type to sit still, right? So for no, you, I can't sit still. So the black and white is is okay. Even if in DISC, there's a D and I or I and C, you know. Plus, as I said, I already going to incorporate some fashion feng shui inside. Based on your black and white, uh, you are you are the type, you know, you are very focused on your work. That means once you decide to do something, you go all the way. No yes. nonsense, right? You don't want all these peripheral things. Just go straight to the point. That's you, right? But from your, your style of dressing, all the casualness and the straight cut and all, also can tell that the wood energy is there. Very active person. I don't think you're the type to sit still. And if there's anything that you have, on your hand, you very quickly can innovate into something very different and very exciting. Mm, okay, I like that. Okay, that does pretty much does sound like me. That's really interesting. Tell me a little bit about like your story. How did you come to excel in this image styling, color psychology? What got you into that? Because that's a very quite a niche thing. Okay, color psychology. Let's talk about this color psychology first. I didn't even know that I have got this gift. 
All right. Because when I study image consulting, of course, we do have to study the, the, the terminology of colors, the, the psychological effect of color. So I was doing this corporate training and somehow or other, I can just feel their personality when I verbalize it. They told me how accurate. It's like I'm a fortune teller. I said, hey, I'm no fortune teller. You see, whatever I pick up, I went back, I refer to my notes and it was there. So sometimes the colors you wear tells about your mood. Sometimes the colors that you always chose to wear tells about your personality. You may like white. I like white too. But the way I wear white and the way you wear white is different. Look, I must have some drama. So ah. for you, yes, for you is just get to the point. For me, I would like to have that little peripheral because it makes me happy. Right. Okay. Mm. That's... So two, two, when we get it together, they were so quick. That means if I can't, if I can't read your body language, I can guess from the colors that you wear, which is more accurate, of course, the body language because you can't change your stride. You can't change the way you pace your walk unless mm. you intentionally do it. That's different. If you intentionally do it, it's because you've been training catwalk. I used to train catwalk models. So I know what is that about. Yes. That's interesting that you brought up this walk thing. When I was really young, my grandma and auntie would more like a secretism say that I walk like my father. And I'm like, I'm not thinking, I'm like, you know, eight years old or whatever. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. You, Eight years old, you can already see. Do you know that? Now, let me guess. Do you walk fast? And yeah. when you walk, your head is in front of you. That means some people walk so. very straight, very rigid, you know, like ballerina. Some of them, they walk with their head tilted forward. That means it's like charging forward. Or some of them, they walk with their head back and the leg is in front. So all this tells about your core, your real personality. I'm not sure if I'm straight or a little bit forward, I would assume. Because, you know, I can't see myself walking, but... I, I am like walking briskly. Yes. And that not probably fun. not in a feminine way. That's probably why my, you know, so not in the catwalk style. So not like, you know, swaying my hips or whatnot. You see, <laughs> even if a catwalk model has been trained to walk in a certain way to, to handle the runway, all right? Yeah. When, they are, when they are into themselves, when they're not expecting people to judge them, that is the time when the real personality shows. So that means you are trained to put up a show and when you act, when your actual walk, it tells a lot of difference. So I use mm. these two components. One is on the non-verbal. Actually, it's all on the non-verbal because one is the non-verbal, is the way you walk, your body language, and the other one is the way you dress. Because the way you dress, there is a psychology to dressing. Why do you choose to dress this way and not another way? It's because it makes you happy, it makes you comfortable. Yeah, okay. That's so... You teach people on how to dress and walk or the, the, the nonverbal cues to mm. put themselves out in a way that the message they want the world to see will come through, no matter what their underlying personality is. Is that how you train them? Or uh, it's, not, what it's, do you not, do? it's not that way. Because if, if your underlying personality is such that you're always very hasty, even if I ask you to slow down, you could slow down probably for a couple of seconds, but you get into you, you will go back to your normal pace. You probably will just slow down a little. So there's, that is the part, the get part is not easy to change. But you could deceive people by the way you dress. That is because I want something bad enough and I know that in, in order for me to get that project, I need to dress a certain way so that I could, you know, I could send out the right image 
to a potential person that I'm going to meet. That makes sense. And I did that in my life because I know when I was 20 and I was property hunting, the agents wouldn't take me seriously because I'm just in my casual jeans and t-shirt. It's like I had the money, but it's like, but they wouldn't take me seriously. It's like they're actually not paying attention to me. So I'm like, so I actually start rocking up to house inspection in a suit. Ah. And that got me the attention for them to actually talk to me to at least we can have a conversation about, hey, take me as an like at a serious buyer. I want to buy, you know, the apartment or that property mm-hmm. when I when I was first in Sydney. Ah, yeah, that's it. You see, because people do judge us whether we like it or mm. not. The world is a stage. Whether we like it or not, we'll be judged from the time we walk out of our bedroom into the boardroom. That is the reality of life. Right, but now, like I say, if you already have it, like okay, like Tony Robbins already made it, he can come out in his polo, he can come out in his tea, he's all right because he's already an icon, right? But if we are already an icon, that is perfectly all right. But if we are just like one of the masses, isn't it better for us to conform just to get the deal first? And after, after which, we go back to what we're not, what we are comfortable about, what we're comfortable in. Just let me tell you this one about this impression part, right. A lot of people say it's not it's not important to form the impression, but most of us we want people to like us. So in order for people to like us, especially if we want the project, we want the job, don't we want to dress that way so that we could impress people that yes, we are an authority on that particular field of expertise. That makes sense. And I I every time someone tells me something, I always like play it and connecting into my own experience to go, okay, does that make sense or not? And it does, because I'm thinking about my dad. He worked in government and he's like relatively senior position. So he I when growing up, I used to see him walk out in his suit. Yes. Every day. And then at some point, he's so well known because he represented Hong Kong on doing certain things mm. that I then Later, I saw him just walk out with like t-shirt, humor pants, and you know, Crocs. Like it, it, I'm like, wait, are, are you going to are you going to work like that? Yes. And I was like really shocked because I'm like, are you allowed to do that? So I saw it as a hey, is that a respectful thing? Should we dress in the way to respect the you know what people image of it? Also, the occasion because maybe the occasion doesn't call for him to be in a suit. Yeah, he doesn't need to be because he's yeah. he's earned it already. Yeah, that he could now like to, closer to his uh, retirement, he would mm. just wear whatever he wants, and yeah. he didn't mind because he's already gained the respect, which yes. exactly makes sense about you saying at the beginning. Yes, the impression matters. So dress to impress, basically, because the world is a stage. Yeah. Once you have that. Sure, you can be like Mark Zuckerberg, go in the t-shirt, go in whatever, yeah. because people know you already. Yeah, you, you earned that right to be, you know, do the casual thing for the for the yeah. stage for the world. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love it. So <laughs> like Gary V is always only in his tea. Hmm. Gary V is always in his tea. I've never seen him. Yeah, all the time, right? And I love him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He is so so so. Up there is so different. If I get to the stage, I can dress anyway. But anyway, this is how I am. I, I will always like to dress up. So it's really part of me already. Yeah, so it's the personality, right? And yeah, it's, it's, it's personality. and it's just because Gary V is in a t-shirt. It's like, yeah, and Gary V probably walked the talk for like 20, 30 years. Sure, he may have been casual the whole time, but his consistency on showing up on who he is and still go to garage sales and bargain for things 
he enjoys yeah. that. Yes. He's just nonstop with that voice. So then one day, by the time we discover Gary Vee, it's like, the dude's been doing this the whole time. <laughs> but I'm sure when he goes to a black tie event, he will be properly will do it. Yes. Yeah. So really, it's really uh, also talking about being your authentic self. I can't, you know, you can't dress some way when you don't feel good about it too. But what you want to do is because you you want to be on the same wavelength, to be in the same space, maybe you dress that way just to respect that particular occasion or that particular person that you're meeting. That's it. Yeah, like if, we, if you know, we're going to, a, say, a sad event or, well, maybe we should talk about a happy event. So it's like if you, you like, Chinese people would never rock up to, say, a wedding in, like, the white dress or the red because you don't want to overtake oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> shadow the, the, main, the yeah. main person. Yeah, okay. So it's just about having enough intelligence to walk into the room for your peers, really, right? I think a few things that we want to consider is dressing to fit in the occasion is we want to think of our vocation, Mm. the occasion and also of course sometimes the status as well especially if the insurance agent they are selling success but they don't even look successful how are they going to convince people you know to join them yes that, yeah and that's why we will always see like real estate agent no matter yeah. how broke they are they'll drive the fancy car even if they're paying off the debt they'll still yeah. they still come in the suit because that's the thing that people want to see and those that don't have the fancy car will like park the car like three blocks down and then walk yeah. to the inspection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also sometimes, sometimes uh, people try too hard. I still remember there was one time, you see, I'm always on this quest to lose weight. I'm always on this quest to lose weight. So one day I was doing this training for this group of bankers in a bank in Malaysia. And I saw this guy, I talk about body shape. I say, hey, I say you, this this shirt is oversized. Yeah, like dressing for the future. Then he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he told me, he said, no, I've lost weight. I said, oh, that, ah. oh, that my interest. I said, you lost weight. How did you lose weight? Because it was like really two sizes bigger. And not Ooh. anything that can help me to lose weight, I, you know, I was interested. Then he says, you're interested? Okay, I'm not into this business, but let me send somebody to you. Of course, when he sent somebody to me, it was somebody who was in MLM, direct marketing. Ah. Right. But that person, maybe he heard that I'm an yeah. English consultant. He came to my house in Malaysia. Right, Malaysia means it's really hot all the time. He came fully suited. And he was sweating. How did the conversation go just out of curiosity? I, I, I was just naughty. Like, I just say that, no, don't you feel hot? <laughs> the first thing, didn't you feel hot? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and about okay. pointing it out, like read between the line, right? Yeah. It's just like letting you know it's really all right to remove your jacket. You don't need to come in a full suit when you come and see me because after all, it's my house. You're not seeing me in my office. Even in my office, you don't need to. We only wear a full suit when we are a speaker at a conference, right? Yes. So that was it. So I think it was really funny. That's a, quite a classic example of trying too hard to impress. Trying too hard, yeah. <laughs> trying too hard, yes. No. But uh, and he wore a red tie. The, the, the red, the power red tie. The power the, red, the confident, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what advice would you have for someone that's like okay they like okay the image thing makes sense i want to show up to impress how do they know what is impressive or suitable for the occasion 
is that where they really need to be educated? Is that is that how you found your purpose? It's like, oh, people don't really get it. They need to come through a program and you personally tell them? Or what is that journey like to really discover what's appropriate when people just aren't sure? Okay, first of all, you know, we are so exposed to social media. You can get any free advice right yeah. from, from YouTube to TikTok, but free advice, but are they the right advice? So that's why sometimes people dress so wrong for an interview. People dress so wrong to meet their potential client, right? That's where, you know, they come for all these trainings and seminars. It does give them a better perspective. Or some of them will probably read books. Yeah, I've authored three books. One of them, the first book is called uh, Groom or Broom. That is on corporate grooming. So they will at least have an idea how to dress. But reading it just ain't enough. Remember about Colors, there's a psychology to it. And that's where we come in. See, our purpose now is to educate people. Why is image important? How, you know, how do you bring out, you know, your self-image to reflect, to reflect your brand? I think it's the brand magic that we talk about. Mm. Yeah. You see, for those people who want to build a brand, the first thing is they have to find out their purpose. It's just like, I think, what is your purpose? Because you're doing great now. Uh, Leona speaks highly of you that you are the one who helped her to turn her life around. So the coaching part, there must be a purpose in what you do. So if they can find the purpose and also the purpose and the passion is linked. If they want it bad enough, they know that if the one part that is missing is just the dressing part, they will know how to look for advice. After all, like you say, you know, you just go Google and then you can find any anybody that you want to give you the right advice. So that purpose and passion is so important for them to find their brand. That's that's how I see it. Right. How I, did I can... you find yours, your your passion and purpose? Because this is something a lot of people struggle with. They like, I'm kind of lost. I don't know what my purpose in life is. What was your journey like in finding yours? I think mine started very young. Okay, Vanity was my name. <laughs> really? <laughs> that, that's where the image consultant thing, right? Yeah, so you okay. became my game. I, I started, no, I started working in a multinational company and after I got married, my husband said, why don't you start your own business since you want to do something different? I said, okay. I went into beauty, totally different from what I was doing. But it was When you say beauty, what does that include? Is that like hairdressing? Is that makeup? Is that, what, what is oh, that? Please. Okay, let me tell you this. <laughs> You see, I told you I'm always in the quest to lose weight. But that when before I got married, I was so slim. I mean, I only right. I only I only put on weight the last 10 years. I've always been slim. But in my mind, I was fat. Oh, okay. So I wanted to lose weight. At that time we've not got married yet. So I went into a slimming center and I came out. I was only I was only 46 kg. It was like hundred. That's, that's pretty skinny. Yes. It was that's less than me. <laughs> for me, for me, I was fat, okay. And I wanted to lose, and we 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 used pounds then. And I went to the sleeping center, and the consultant told me I need to lose three pounds. There will be three thousand. So I came out and I told my boyfriend then, not my husband yet. I said, "Could you sponsor me three thousand because I need to lose three pounds?" And he told me up right in my face, "You got to be crazy." He was a developer before. He said, 3,000, 3 pounds, that is 1,000 a pound. You better stop eating. <laughs> yeah, that would, be the, that would be the cheapest way, right? And, and it yeah. makes no sense as well. Like, that is not good for you. It's like, that's getting into anorexic territory. Like, that's, that's completely below BMI, right? I'm not sure about that, but I was eating the time, but I was still slim, right? Anyway, yeah. 
after I got married, he says, why don't you start your own business? And he was my financier. He was willing to fund me. So he asked me, what do you want to do? Fund you for the right thing. Yes. So I yeah. said, I got a slimming center. Mm -mm. So he oh, to, okay. He didn't want to pay 3000 so he paid 50000 to fund me. You see that? So I can see <laughs> one. Yes. Yes. And then from there, it just, it just, uh, it just digressed. Yeah, from there, from slimming, I won't even want to tell people about my slimming past. But my, my motto, I always write down there: you walk, you walk in like a melon, you walk out like a lemon. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yes, it has a has a tone, uh, a good rhythm, and the yeah, it's very <laughs> memorable. Yeah. So and then from there, we went into beauty and. And what happened is, I was bored because when we got married, I went to this little uh, uh, historical city in Malacca. I was bored. And I love to, ever since young, I love to dress up. I've got to have a reason to dress up. Like you say, I cannot just dress up and be at home. So I need to have a reason. So when I started my own business, uh, the beauty and slimming, I created events. So that event will call for everybody to dress in their best in the evening. So I had a gala night. And the gala night, and then, then we have, and then I organize the beauty contest for my clients. So isn't it good? Because, you know, you have got something different. You come to my, my center, you look beautiful. And then in the, and then there's one event a year where you get to dress up and they all got to dress up. I also got to dress up. So that's where I can make full use of my dressing. Right. And I Love went, to, yes. And as a managing director, I was asked to make a speech. I was confident because in school I used to be in the debating society, but somehow or rather I was, I had stage fright that day. Do not know what happened. I had stage fright. I couldn't speak, and that was my journey into looking for something, some platform for me to train my speaking skills. And I found Toastmasters. So all add together all these things with my beauty knowledge, my slimming knowledge, and my speaking skills. I was invited to give talks, and from the talks. I give talk to Lottery, to Lions Club and all. And I was given my first corporate job from a very large conglomerate in Malaysia, Sam Dhabi, which owns oil palm plantation, rubber plantation, automobile development, all kinds of things. So I started my first taste of corporate image training. And there was a time I said, yeah, at some point of time, I cannot always be like doing those fashion shows. So after grooming models for nine years and running beauty center, what I did was I dropped the modeling part and I went into corporate image training. And that was in the year 2000. So since 2000 until now, I've trained more than 70,000 people or transformed oh. more than 70,000 people and 170 corporations. Yes. So that is my story. That's amazing. And the corporate, the corporate people that hire you, are they coming from the perspective of like, hey, my staff are not coming into the into the workplace appropriately, or where where is that coming from yes. for them to two of it? Two of it. One of it is I train a lot of banks and insurance companies, right? Initially, when we started training, they only wanted the frontliners, but not anymore. Now even the top management, every every level they want it. They want it. In the past, when I submitted a proposal with makeup, they throw it out. Now every proposal that I submit in, they want us to include makeup. Mm. Right? Yes. Wow, okay. So what we do is our training where we transfer the skills, we will teach them how to dress appropriately for their profession. That means if you're a banker, look like a banker. 
right? If you're a real estate agent, you look you look like a respectable real estate oh, agent. If you're an insurance professional, look like an insurance professional and not like a karaoke lounge hostess because they don't have an idea, right? And That's really so helpful for because people that goes into a job it's not like they don't respect it or they don't want to play the part, but maybe they actually just don't have the knowledge because they didn't get it from their friends or their parents. So then to actually have you, I'm assuming like, you know, this is kind of the model look of what you should represent. And if this is like the banker, this is, this is what it should look like and then get taught. Okay. Okay. So what you want to think about is like, you know, the, the shirt or the suit, or this is how you should apply the makeup. Is that what they get in there so they get like all the intricate details and go oh yes. these are the things i'm missing from my either my wardrobe or the yeah. components to add well, my what we do is to tell them you just need to have a few basic pieces and you pull mm. it together so that you could you know you you could look from very basic to sophisticated depending on who are the, your customers how far you can go right and sometimes we also have to respect the fact that a lot of them have image challenges so that means if they have already like a put on it because of childbirth or some of them they know because of certain challenges they couldn't take certain things we have to we have to consider all these aspects as well so to look after the self-esteem to tell them hey it doesn't mean uh, and i'm a fine example yeah it doesn't mean that if you are plus size that you know the future no no longer uh, holds bright for you anybody whatever your age Okay, whatever your age, whatever your size, whatever your color, you have to stay relevant. And how to stay relevant? Please don't go wear fashion that is like 20 years old. You know, because you look like you're so backdated, you're not in touch with technology. So these are the... Right, yes, okay. A lot, a lot of things are the big whys. It's not that they, they do not know how to dress up, but sometimes they really go overboard. Like some of them are 50 years old, they want to look 20 years old. I think it's... Can you imagine a 50-year-old lady trying to look 20 years old? You think there's something wrong with them, isn't it? So we yes. have to bring back to reality, you know, you can age gracefully, you can age graciously, and this is how you look good. Inevitably, when you reach middle age, you have those muffins forming around your midriff here. So how do you handle that, right? Yeah. So I we love have... that. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> And also sometimes when they are too long in the company, they become familiar. When they become familiar, they forget manners. So we also have to remind them that they need to practice etiquette at all times. We also have people who want to retire and the company send them, then they say, I'm going to retire. I say, hey, there is life after retirement. <laughs> yes, for sure. Because when people retire, that's actually a lot of the times when they mental challenges kicks mm -hmm. in right because they don't feel useful anymore it's like i'm not contributing anything why am i even alive because when we retire we think well this is the time to live now do, do the thing but it's like they've never thought about what to do yeah so if you have not found your passion and your purpose during your during your 50 years or 55 years this is a time at the end of it you know this is really what i love to do i find joy in doing this not in that if this is what you find joy in hey and this is your passion cash it this is where you found your purpose and this is where you can live your life after retirement as well all right because now at 55 people's mind are still so active why do you want to just become a retard right <laughs> yeah so wasted right ah oh, this is so good i like you are so inspiring of, hey, when we just because we're like growing up or, you know, getting more mature to not, to not just like, you know, I, people's not going to like want to hear from me or whatnot. It's like, I'm starting to feel like, I don't even know how I feel. I think every time I get into like the milestone years, it's yeah. like, I don't know how I feel. It's like when I was 30, it's like, 
had like my quarter life crisis or whatever it is, right? Like some sort of existential crisis. And this year I'm 40. I'm starting to feel like that same thing where it's like, how do I feel about this? Like, do I like where I'm going now? It's what I'm doing now. It's much closer to my purpose, but then it's about what do I really want to hit? It's like when I'm 50, then am I still continuing doing this? What What is that next thing? Mm-hmm. And also what I love about what you brought up in terms of the wardrobe, maybe that's not updated. Part of that could just be so unconscious awareness of it. Like I, I will probably still have clothes from like 20 years ago and maybe I will still wear them. <laughs> but it's like, and that's not, then that wouldn't be, be because, hey, I don't care about how I show up necessarily it would just be like that just happened to be the thing in my wardrobe because i didn't have time or i'm not so into fashion so Mm. i I didn't go shopping for it but when someone brings it up it's like maybe i need to really look at my wardrobe (laughs) so you can give it new life to your wardrobe no yeah talking about which hey i thought you're at 30s no i thought you're just touching 30s no and you tell me 40s wow okay you're looking good for your age Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, talking about purpose again, I think it's so, you know, if if money is not a problem and you still enjoy doing it, that could be your purpose already. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Normally, yes. if you're walking your life purpose, everything just seems to come so easily to you. Yes. So every time when I'm faced with challenges, I will just ask myself, is this a challenge? Is this a challenge or a warning? Is it a challenge or warning? Yeah, ah, that means okay. things doesn't seem to go my way. That means maybe this is not the path I should be walking. Maybe I should take another path. So this is what I I know this is how I feel. You know, walking the life purpose. Things will not be very easy. There are challenges to make you grow, but not until it's like every part, every step you take is an obstacle. So there must be something. It's a warning sign for you that hey, please get off this warning because this is not the path they're supposed to tread right? It is not the path that you are supposed to travel. I don't know. I think these are the little signs that sometimes universe will send to us. What are the warning signs people should look out for? I, I just tell you for one example. I, I can only tell from my own experience. Yeah, of course. Well, I started beauty and slimming. After which I expanded my business to KLCC, the Twin Tower. The renter is exorbitant and all. We Because we wanted to do franchise and all. But every time when we meet the franchise consultant and all these things, we have got challenges. We thought it was challenged. But because we're so adamant, I think it was just ego that we just wanted to have this franchise thing. For me, it's like, is it a hard intention goal or ego goal? I felt it was so much of an ego goal. Why I say this on, on reflection? Because there were a lot of warning signs. Until we got the consultant and that consultant came all the way from Australia, something was not right. When I saw the franchise, it was like a workshop. That means if you want to if you want to franchise a business, there are certain things that you have to do. And instead of saying a beauty center, they were talking about coffee shop and all. So something was not right. So we had a lot of problems with the consultant. It almost ended up in court case. But yeah, so we didn't. We had a very good lawyer. So everything was called off and we put a hot. That was a warning. We didn't even see that it was a warning. That means the warning sign was, we. why is it that one, two, three consultants were not right? And because it was not right, we were adamant. We just went, just simply picked one of them and we had so much trouble with that one. Things were not right. It was a warning. We didn't see the warning. But when we saw it at the time, luckily it was not too late. We were hurt. Emotionally, I was affected because every day I've got this call from this Australian guy, you know, and my lawyer said, don't pay. The minute you pay, you're not going to get back your money. We paid 75000 
mm. we pay five thousand, and my lawyer says don't pay. So when something was not right, so that's why we gave it up, and we instead we focus we focus our energy on the image branding part. We did the corporate image training and all that, and that particular business, the the business I'm in now, the image part, I was running two at the same time, uh, the beauty and the image. So I have got my beautician, my managers all to run the salon while I was already doing actively the corporate part. So each time I still have to go back to the salon to make sure that you know, everything is working well. I have to go from KL to another town because I've got two centers, you see. And when we change into image, my business, uh, before that it was already assigned. My business, the image part, the first year when I started was just very little because I focused on the beauty. The second year, my image business doubled of the first year. On the third year, my business, my revenue tripled of the second year. So it's just, it's just like it's just like a leap. It was like a quantum leap. And I've like I've got so many demands until I couldn't handle. That was how I decided to start training my own image consultants. Now my certification course is certified internationally where I tie in with US. So initially I started the certification because I needed a team. So now I have a team. Since I start something, I continue. That was how it gave me an idea. Yes, if it's a life purpose and you're walking this purpose, it should not be so difficult. So it is quite an easy path this time. And I've been at it for 20 I want to really dig into that so that people didn't miss it right because that was about is it an ego goal you were describing first a heart goal yes and that the part when you did the ego is how exact it costly mistake by the way but yes. that part is where a lot of people fall right like they fall into a scam or they fall into a bad business deal and it could potentially ruin them lucky for you it was like hey it hurts it, it's but it's like you could bear the cost of that mistake and still come out on top a lot of people may not have been able to sustain that so it's yeah. critical that they notice that hey when is a challenge that red flag you mentioned mm. when you try when you have you're gonna have to trust your gut on this it's like is this feeling right is it really an ego thing am i doing this thing because hey i think this is the silver bullet or something right like mm. if i'm leveraging of this person that sold me this thing will i just take off or am i really going into my heart of doing the thing i love that feels right even when it's hard yeah. it will still feel like a good heart right like you're yeah. doing this thing because it's the thing that you love first trying to take an easy road, even though you pay a lot of money, yeah. and people fall into this, and they and they don't want to tell people either, right? Because they'll feel stupid. They they bought into this thing, or someone sold them on this thing. They feel stupid for doing it. They yeah. will not try again properly in life because now they're like, oh, I can't trust myself, or I can't trust people, I can't trust the world. How did you navigate this part, like a costly mistake, and then how did you really dig into the? Hey, I'll focus on the heart knowing what's right like what's that line for you are you able to articulate yes. that yeah that's that is the part that we say you know we always ask this i have got a very good partner with me right that is we always ask he says if money is not the so problem so you had a trusted partner to begin with that could see from another lens more yeah. than yourself yeah. Yes. So sometimes also I, he can't see things. I have to tell him. And sometimes I can't see a lot of things. I feel that he's a very wise person. So he always yeah. say, if money is not the problem, would you do it? 
is the first question. If money is not I the love problem, it. Yes. Yeah. If I money this is, is per- this is the perfect question. I, I, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly how I question myself very recently. Yeah. I, I think this is actually, yeah, one of the key because I'm do- trying to go overseas doing this. It feels scary, right? But yeah. you're right. That is the that is the exact. You took it straight out of my brain. I'm like the question I asked was myself was like, if the money wasn't the thing, would you do it? And yeah. if the answer is still yes, that yes. that's the right path, right? Yeah. And the yeah. second is after doing it, that means if I do it for myself glorification or because after doing it, I can help more people. If, mm. I, if doing it for myself glorification is an ego goal, but after doing it, I can help more people. Yes. Yes. I yes so after I do is it going to help with people yeah perfect I think you perfectly articulated that for mm-hmm. like a almost a black and white thing right because yeah. I'm going out of my comfort zone now and traveling overseas to meet certain people and normally I wouldn't want to do it and then that's I qu- ask myself that question if it wasn't the money would I do it yes so it's like yeah. why aren't you jumping in then okay I'm jumping in why am I doing that thing though is it an ego thing do I just want the picture for the with the celebrity or whatever is it an ego thing they're like no because this thing is going to give me the right image for where I'm going in life because when people see this they'll understand that hey if you want something in life you can meet the person that you respect right because they think they are out of reach it's like yeah. no, if if you take the action you can get to them and you will have the opportunity for it when when you take those steps and you you are showing this person it's worth it i'm flying all the way over there i will spend the time with you and then you will potentially get more opportunity right mm. so tell me where you're flying to that means what you're doing is you're telling people is like if you dare to dream it and you want it back enough you can have it you can have it yes <laughs> yeah that's it too right so Thank where you. are you going yeah. where are you going and who are you meeting i'm interested now i'm intrigued yeah, so one of the people I'm meeting is, do you know Tom Bilyeu from Impact Theory? Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a mentor of mine and I've been following him for years. I I basically just drowned myself into his YouTube at some point in time quite a few years back. And I, I watched so much of it, consume all that knowledge. But to actually put it into my life was a completely different thing, right? Because like, a lot yeah. of the times we're like, consuming knowledge consuming knowledge consuming knowledge and you feel sort of smarter because you're learning but if you're not actually executing anything well you're not making any changes in your life so yeah got into his community i asked him questions that was noticed then i had his wife come into my book club because she launched this book that was really epic and it's like well that opportunity wouldn't have happened if i didn't help a lot of his people so i was freely helping his community because i'm passionate about helping people start businesses somehow that i don't know i think the words are spread so then when i was reading lisa bill use book that's when someone in their team actually just tapped my shoulder and go oh lisa would love to jump in it's like i didn't even think i earned that yet i was going to ask her at some point but i think people really feel it and resonate to the energy when they know the effort you've been putting in so it kind Mm -hmm. of the universe sort of put these pieces back right and then i i had in my head i'm like oh i really i need to see tom bill in the u.s i'm going to travel over there whatever it takes like, i'm not leaving the u.s until i see him because i want to personally thank him for some of the personal challenges i faced and when he was there to give me those advice i needed mm-hmm. so i'm like oh, i have to see him and then so I was talking to people and then I, I found my way in. So so I'm very excited. I am seeing him in March along with some other pieces that I 
can't can't say it yet because they're kind of uh, in the woodworks. Um, but yeah. So that's all. That, that is also very inspiring. So that's very inspiring because then you let me think about this one, uh, this thing that we see you now. In order to receive, you give first. Yes, yes, yes. So you've been giving, giving, and yes, you no, know, and that energy was really very uh, contagious. It got into him. Well done. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, I think our our takeaway for our listeners is like, don't be afraid to take the steps, right? And yeah. be giving. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what we're doing with each other right now. It's like, yeah, yeah. We, we're giving our time for each other to learn from or to learn from one another and other people to hopefully find it uh, valuable hearing it as well. So very grateful for your time, Sheila. Really, really appreciate it. I am so very, very grateful that uh, you find the time to uh, have this chat with me. It's been really inspiring. Now I see why Leona is so into YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Thank oh. you. And just for the listeners, if they want to get connected with you, where's the best place? Ah, uh, do you want to talk about my contact place? I am based in Kuala Lumpur, but you can reach me at, uh, could I just type out my... my... Oh, yeah. I'm going to put the link in there, but uh, would they reach you out for at LinkedIn or Facebook or where are you? Yes. What's the uh, best place to find you? Actually, I'm more popular on Facebook. But, uh, more on Facebook? Okay, sure. Facebook. I will drop the link for the people. Yes, uh, yeah. I'll give you my. I'll give you all my contact later. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Have a have a wonderful time with Tom. I will. I will. <laughs> thank you. Excel in life. Live your purpose. Be free.